0: with nick eatman brian Broaddus, ambar garcia and Derek
2: eagleton it is wednesday june 7th 2023 season 19 episode number 10 welcome to the latest edition of the break we are live from the swbc mortgage studios at the star we're presented by miller light the only beer of the dallas cowboys this is our final show before we take a little break i need a break guys and so we're going to take a little break here we got about I don't know, six weeks or so before we'll be heading to Oxnard, California for training camp and uh, and doing some uh, some new things, some different things. Uh, but we need a little time to kind of revamp and, and do some changes and move around some stuff. And, and so we'll do that. We'll take a little break and uh, let you guys have a, a little bit of time to miss us before we head to uh, training camp.
3: If you really want to if you, – if you don't miss me – yeah, we have Love of the Star podcast. You can listen to.
2: It. <laughs> Y'all gonna keep going? We're gonna Here, keep
4: do going. this little.
3: Yeah, this little. Me hiatus. and Bobby. Had our yeah, our little partnership. We have. So I, I was able to mention that if I can. Thank you. But yeah, <laughs> you we, know, I actually wanted he, to.
4: That's the way of him saying. You know. Some shows are quitting, but um, no, we're no, not. No, we're no,
3: going to keep rolling. For well, those that are no, giving up. No, 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 no. This show this show has a tradition of breaks. Yes, it's, we do. It is we a, always do it. We, this is not always something new, even when I was yeah. with you guys at DallasCowboys.com. But if you feel inclined, <laughs> if you feel inclined on a lot of these same platforms, it would be Love of the Star.
2: I do want to say, um, and I, this is just because I was talking to Amber, like today is the day I give a big presentation to our, to the Jones family about kind of our business and stuff like that. And so I wanted to point out something that as a part of my research and getting ready for that presentation, um, I saw some numbers. And I have to thank our listeners because yeah. this show, this show, Cowboys Break, we're in our 19th season now. But last year, uh, we had another record year. We had 5.5 million downloads of our go. show across all platforms. Um, by far the best that any podcast that the Cowboys have ever produced has done. Kudos to you guys, but wow. also to all you folks out there that are listening, that yeah. listen to us in June <laughs> when there when right. there really is no football other than right. kind of the underwear Olympics out there right. um, and that are still listening, still dedicated to this show. Also, this is the first you
5: podcast you guys ever created, right? No,
2: actually. Actually the first one was uh, a night, it was talking Cowboys, but it was Nick. It was Nick and, and Mickey
4: Tuesday night at the and, ranch, uh,
2: and then Nick walked off the show because he didn't feel like he was getting enough airtime. Literally walked off the show in the middle of the show, and and then we six, said, well, maybe we need to start a new podcast. It was six
4: thirty eight. We started at six thirty. Mickey went for eight minutes talking. Think about that. No, two, really? Two people on the show, and one guy starts it off for eight minutes.
2: Without even mentioning I mean, you or you even saying an a word. Eternity. Yeah.
4: And Chris Beam, I think, was running it on the other side. And I, was, I just walked off. I was like, you know, and I think I came back later. I don't remember exactly. But, I mean, what are you going to do? Eight minutes? Come well, on. You, guys, you, know, you know patience and me doesn't work together, yeah. and that that is a long time for a show.
2: You guys out there might not know Nick personally. I'm guessing from being on the air, listening to him, you probably get the sense, and I will tell you for a fact it is true, that that is so on brand for him. Like, literally eight minutes, he was just like, I'm not needed here. Take That's off my headphones and walk out. I mean,
4: you got to remember <laughs> that.
3: That is so right a Nicky a special. In like a I, I know. In. After a minute in, he'd probably be like, I'm done I, with this. I have done a segment on radio where uh, a guy I worked with talked for tw- uh, 18 minutes straight. Oh, 18 minutes. Oh, my God. Really? Who's the host? Why didn't the host shut that down? It was the Is host. That's my question. It was no, it the was the host. And it was when we were all doing radio and we didn't have sports and stuff yeah. like that, and it's tough. Oh, 2020? Yeah. That was a tough I, year. I hope we never go back to no – I, I hope all our social issues and stuff – I know they're not all going to go away, but there were, there were times where, man, we were all – going after each other here. And that I just, man, that was one of those uncomfortable times of doing, not just that time, but just doing radio in general. I'm so grateful, again, for the fans that can listen to our sports commentary, because that's what we do best. Everything else, we're just kind of like, Probably over our heads,
4: yeah. you know. And me and Mickey are fine. There's no issues. <laughs> I was just... always
3: wondering why Derek said, "Listen, uh, you and Mickey ever want to do a show?" <laughs> <laughs> Mickey and I have. A, we go at each other. I have a lot of respect for Mickey. No yeah, doubt. Yeah, I don't yeah, always no. agree with Mickey, but man, I'll tell you what—he will not back down. No, no, he no. Will not and nor back shitty, down. no shitty. I... He doesn't. I mean, he, one time like I say we went on break, and there was he was mfing me, and I was mfing him, and we oh, came people
5: at... were dying to know all the inside on that. That little... is, should... no, no. This
4: platform <laughs> Has it cut off right. When they like hey, we're gonna go to break,
3: yeah. And, and yeah. <laughs> I was sitting right where Amber was, and he was there, and, and Rob, Phillips,
4: oh, Rob, Rob Phillips, Rob said, Rob
3: Phillips said, "Guys, guys," and I looked at Rob <laughs> and I said, "You shut the f up." And <laughs> Rob, Rob goes, Rob did this. He did the uh, he did our uh, our thing where he just threw his hands up and said, "Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> all okay, right, I will." And out. to Mickey's credit, when we went back, when Beam says coming back. And we we both went back
4: into the show, <laughs> yeah.
3: and but yeah, you know Mickey, he, he's a battler, man. I mean, he he and I like I said, I I have a lot of respect for him. We just don't like each other, and we really don't. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I respect the man. I really do.
4: Don't think out we there. were going there. But,
3: yeah. <laughs> well, I think it's important. You, you know, people know. People know. I mean, they see me and Mickey, and they Mickey's nice to me. And, and He says hello. I say hello back. I mean, but he ain't taking me to go eat pizza. You know, it ain't, it ain't, it's okay, man. I respect the man. I really do because he he will fight your ass. He will fight
2: you. He definitely will. All right, well, let's jump in. We've got so many topics we're trying to hit today. As I said, this (laughs) is our final show. Before we head to a little break, uh, so we're going to continue. We have to finish up our 2023 offseason review today. We're going to focus in on the secondary and the defensive line. Mm. Before we get to that, though, there were some news and notes that came out of uh, the mini camp that's happening right now uh, that I wanted to hit up on. Give me an injury update first, Nick, on Tony Pollard and Jordan Lewis. What do Ooh. we know about them right now?
4: Well, Tony Pollard, I, you know, I, n- there's been no setback there. This is just a guy that uh, that's going off of are uh, coming off of a couple of injuries from. Uh, Obviously, from the uh, playoff game. And so he's going to continue to work with, um, you know, Britt Brown on, on the side. Um, they, they sprinkle him in uh, with some of the team stuff because you got to remember this is installation as well. So, and this is somewhat of a new offense. So, yes, he, he's going to, you know, he's not going to be left behind, but at the same time, they're just being smart with how, how they use him.
3: Yeah, that's what, uh, you know, to me, that, the, the history here, though, with the injuries and stuff like that, uh, we've we've always learned this. At OTAs, mini camps, it was, you know, if you could see guys on cords working, you kind of had an idea that, okay, now let's see what happens at training camp. I think that's really the most important thing. The fact that he, when one of the first practices that we got to watch a couple weeks ago, yeah. that he was actually, as Nick mentioned, sprinkled in. Yeah. That was very encouraging to me. I'm like, oh, they're not holding him back right now. So, hey, as long as when we get to Oxnard, as long as all those guys are on the field stretching and practicing, I think that's the most important thing right now. But guys are coming off some, some pretty serious injuries, but it looks like they're going in the right direction as far as getting them back out there and getting them ready to go. Jordan Lewis
4: Going to be on PUP. And, yeah. And um, it's interesting when you interview – or talk to the player, and then you talk to other people. <laughs> Happens sometimes. The like player that. always is like, "I'm yeah. good. I'm good. Yeah. I'm, you know, i mean go, I hate to go right now." And then, the, but but uh, so he's going to go on pup, and what that means physically, unable to perform. List. It's what,
5: funny or vice versa because you get some of the training st- trainers be like that person's good and then the players like I'm not ready yet so
4: yeah just, yeah it goes both ways both ways yeah. for sure but starting on pup which is when they'll do it on the first day of training camp mm-hmm. uh, they'll they'll uh, designate him that's when you have to do it he can come off of it at any time Anytime. during camp uh, he still counts to the ninety man roster and but you have to put them there so then when you get to the end of training camp start of the regular season if they want want to move him to reserved pup that will be that will remove him for four games so um and 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 there's no coming off of that until four games so you know that was the decision they had they made with Gallup last year if you remember Gallup was went to pup was stayed on it all year all i mean i'm sorry all of camp and then they took him off even though he wasn't ready to play until i think the third or fourth game yeah fourth game yeah. fourth game right <laughs> yeah. so you know they, they they could have probably left him on there it's just a decision that they have to make but what that means to me is that jordan lewis is not ready to play anytime soon because they know going into training camp he won't be there
3: yeah, that's and, and something new for us is also the rosters will stay intact for uh, all through training camp. So there's no cut down until the very end.
4: Oh yeah. So that's oh, there's a, no there's no, no like 85 No, no, seven? no, they're yeah, going to they're going to yeah. play
3: this thing. They got the three First preseason that, yeah. three preseason games that are going to carry this roster through. So a lot of these guys will get the opportunity and we'll have one final cut. Yeah. But you know, it, it, you're absolutely right. Great description of how the pup system works here. All right, let's move on. Let's talk about a
2: little bit of news that came from Stephen Jones earlier this week. He says he was talking West about— game? <laughs> no, I'm West game. About no, no. I'm excited about that. I'm sure even, you are. I'm, I'm sure very, very excited. excited. Yeah. It's going to be right here in Dallas. You don't have to travel. Yeah. Uh, but Stephen was talking about the extensions that are coming up. And there are a yeah. lot of players, uh, and to me, an inordinately large number of players, speaking right. to how well they've drafted, that will be coming up here due for some really big contracts yeah. over the next couple of years— he says that he, he's he's really seeking more than one extension before camp, so he's really putting out there that he wants to get this done. Uh, obviously, some of the players, according to him, may not be in, in, in as much of a hurry. My question for you, I have two questions. One is, which one do you think is most likely to get done? And which one do you think is the most challenging to get done? And I'm talking about Lamb, Diggs, Dak, Steele. You name any one of those. Any others you might want to throw in. But what do you think is the most likely to get done? What do you think is the most challenging to get done? The most
4: challenging, I bet we could say together, is Diggs. I mean, that. that's... Why? Because... Okay... He, he's going to get paid. He wants to be paid as the highest paid corner in the league. And if you look at the money and you look at the guys, I know that's, um, it's the guy from Green Bay, um, Zaire
2: Alexander. Alexander,
4: yeah. and I believe Denzel Ward. I think those are the top two corners. Well, well Ramsey's still up in the. Ramsey's there. up in up up the. There. I think those are the three that are 20. Yeah. north Did
3: of, he get a new deal with Miami?
4: Is, yeah. Yeah. He did well. I I, don't they, know I that think dude. they moved around I money, know, is what uh, they did. But
3: at one time, he yeah. was one of the guys. start yeah, right. Those, talk, yeah,
4: those three are the ones north of twenty million a year. Well, there's no, nothing that Trayvon Diggs has done to, that suggests that he shouldn't be in right. that group. So why not? Uh, he also has a brother that, in the league that that's been through this kind of stuff, and I'm sure that he. It's yeah. just he's not going to make it easy, nor should he. And I think that one's just going to be a little bit of of, of a challenge to get to To get both sides done there, and and that's the one where the deadline is probably a little bit more pressing because the longer this goes to this year, I mean, what if he has three, four, five interceptions early in the year, then it's like uh, the price tag is going to keep going up, right?
5: And right now, I mean, uh, despite what he has done, and I think he's a very talented player and he's contributed a lot on the team, but there's also a lot of criticism that came out from last year and kind of the level or his lack of maybe not tackling properly or as much as he should or how he should. So I think that plays into the Cowboys' advantage maybe. But we know that Trevon Diggs, um, ha, he has that kind of personality where he, he's confident of what, about what he can bring to the table. So it'll be interesting to see how that plays out.
3: Yeah, if you look at the numbers like Nick was talking about, Jair Alexander is over $21 million a year. Denzel Ward is at twenty million a year. Ramsey's still at twenty million a year. Um, Marlon Humphrey at nineteen million. Marshawn Lattimore at nineteen million, and Xavier Howard from the mm-hmm. Dolphins at eighteen million. So that's kind of the that's your starting point, right 22. there. Twenty two. Yeah. So <laughs> I mean,
4: that's what I would think yeah. if well, I'm the agent. That's what I would do.
3: Well, the the thing about it is that you know he and he, and you don't have that fifth year option to play with here. Mm-hmm. You could play with the tag. I don't yeah. know what the new tag numbers are for corners. You know, that's obviously going to go up, especially with everybody, the the top guys making, you know, north of $18 million. So, yeah, this could be a – this is going to be a tough one. The one I think that gets done is Dak. I think that's the one that gets done because I think that – and this is just me, guys. I ain't talking to anybody in the organization. I'm just – this is my – I think the way we've seen how Todd France wants to negotiate. He wants to keep the contract short. So he can get his guy back to the table in a short amount of time. So, you know, I I would anticipate maybe uh, you know three years, something like that, some type of an extension. Get his guy back to the table pretty quickly if he can. As the as the contracts continue to go up, that's the one I think the Cowboys have to take care of first because that's the the massive cap hit that they're looking at right Mm -hmm. now. But Todd France is not a, a fun guy to deal with. He fights tooth and nail for his guys and rightfully so. You know, And the Cowboys understand that. They've done this before. They've been through this dance. I think the DAC one will be the one they need to work on. Diggs would probably be the next one. And they've got a little time for CD. But they, I wish they could have had a way where they could have staggered these contracts a little more. It seems like they're all hitting on the books. And that's what you do when you draft really well. Yeah, These contracts hit all at the same time. And that makes it a little bit difficult, but and as, Adam and those guys are good at doing this. And
4: as soon as you get those guys done, those three, and you're yeah. like, oh, here comes I'm trying the to mess. put yeah. your put your feet up. <laughs> yeah. Here comes the lion, yeah, no and doubt. that's going to be.
3: I mean, they they know that, and you know, it's funny because you're thinking about where would you where would you play Parsons is he an edge or is he a linebacker and you start to think about the money
4: his agent's going to be like oh he's an edge well yeah. you ask you ask
3: people in the organization you know that that i know and it's like they know they don't it doesn't matter right, right. you pay the guy right. that's yeah. that well it's hard to say when you got a guy that's that's
2: a defensive player yeah. of the year candidate legitimately yes. almost every year he's been in the every league year. so every so year.
4: It,
3: you know you just got to pay that guy you're right he's yeah. not you know going up against it. other yeah. Yeah. edge linebackers. He's the best defensive yeah. players
4: in the league and he should be that's exactly th- right
3: they they it's not like it's there's any question it's like they know what they're up against right now, and in a good way. They, you know, it's great to have players that are great. Yeah, it's better than the pay- players that aren't great, which yeah. a lot of teams have gone through through, yeah. their, mm-hmm.
2: through their. The times. question is just how do you move money around for him? Like how do you how do you make that well, all work with your salary? Cap that's where you and get that's the where it gets really. That's where the quarterback really got to come in. Yeah.
3: Kind we got to get the quarterback done. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, see,
5: to me, I, I would think CD sounds like a pretty given thing that you would make cuz you don't you currently don't have anyone who would be his quote unquote successor like who's yeah. going to take up that role you don't and you just made him your number one receiver just last year so i would imagine that's a pretty i don't know on his end and his camp what mm-hmm. they're trying to do obviously you try to get the best money uh the best amount of money possible but i think uh for the cowboys I don't, I mean, I don't see any,
3: How would why you,
5: do you extend that or as far as like timing and, and getting it, that done?
3: If I give you Terry McLaurin from the Washington Commanders as the benchmark. He's farther down the list though, right? As far as like. He's tw- uh, I'm, I'm, I'm giving you a starting point. Yeah. $23 million. A yeah. year? A year. Yeah. McLaren. And I want to say, say he's like fifth or sixth in yeah, the league. Actually, it's, it's uh, Tariq Hill at 30. Yeah. Devonte Adams at 28, Cooper Cup at 26, 7, A.J. Brown at 25, Stefan Diggs at uh, 24, DJ Med, uh, DK Metcalf at 24, Debo Samuel at 23, 8, and now you have Terry McLaurin at 23.
2: See, yes. I, I think you're going to have him up. I, I honestly think yeah, he's going to be starting at uh, that 26, 27. That's where his he's age somewhere is going to start there. He's
3: somewhere between Cooper Cup, A.J. Brown, and yeah. Diggs, yeah. somewhere in that. And that that's exactly right. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. by the way, it's hard to argue
2: that he's not worthy because as we talked about last week, he is he is a legitimate top yeah. five receiver in the yeah. NFL. I mean mm-hmm.
4: McLaurin's got like three catches against the Cowboys in like two years. Yeah. Yeah. I mean like I mean that we've seen him and that's that kind of goes that's to the other guy. That's a third round
3: pick though right there too.
4: McLaurin Yeah
3: he didn't make any money. He very similar to what Dak
4: Dak's situation mm-hmm. was
3: where he was drafted like third round and then all of a sudden he went all those years of playing on low yeah. low low salaries and now he's like either you pay me or I'm gonna walk out of here. Yeah. And they're like oh, we cool go
4: He's he's tough, and I know they don't have a quarterback situation like they want there. Um, But he's he's one of those guys that averages about seventy or eighty yards a game. And
3: Christian Kirk, Christian Kirk, and Jacksonville got eighteen million a year. Yeah, think about that. Yeah, Yeah. I
2: will say this: if if McLaren had better quarterback situation throughout his career, I think he'd be every bit he'd be talked about every bit as as much as those top five receivers in the NFL. He has that kind of ability to do what he's done with the quarterbacks he has. I think says a lot.
4: I I haven't looked at. CD's contract uh, that close, but I, it, it jumps from like I want to say like six million this year to because,
3: seventeen. Yeah, because he next got the, year the tag, so not the tag, the, so the, it, the, tag, the uh, fifth year, yeah, fifth year, yeah, fifth year, year option. So if yeah. he plays
4: on that, it's I mean they're already kind of factoring that in right yeah. now. I mean Diggs' jump is going to be massive. Your
3: your first really seventeen million dollar player is Mike Evans at sixteen five. He's on the down. And then Tyler yeah. Lockett is at seventeen three. And then now we got Kirk and guys like that.
2: Yeah,
4: so, you're right there. He's 26, 27.
2: That's where it's going to start, I would assume, for his age, if it's not starting higher than that. Yeah. And so then it's going to be a negotiating back. And so that's the tough part. It's hard to argue that any of these guys we mentioned shouldn't get a deal, and it shouldn't be in the range of yeah. those top players. It's just a matter of how does Dallas, where do they fit in that top range, and how do you structure the contract so that when they all hit, you're not just completely in cap hell.
4: Yeah.
3: Which, this might be an unfair question, uh, which of the groups that I just went through, the wide receiver numbers or the cornerback numbers, were the most shocking? Uh, and I mean, shocking and like, man, I, God, paying a guy. You know, no actually, actually, me. actually, it would be wide receiver for me because I would
2: think, honestly, I would think those two positions would match up. Comparably, yeah. like what you would pay for your top receiver, you'd probably pay the, a similar amount yeah. for your top, or maybe even a little bit more for your cornerback. Because I think it's harder to find great cornerbacks than maybe it is to find great receivers, especially in today's NFL. So I would have thought the premium would be a little higher on cornerback to think that the top cornerback was what 23? and yeah. the top receiver's 30 yeah. that to me is somewhat shocking
4: yeah but i look at it from the cornerback standpoint of the guys there and 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 i know it's different when you don't play like fantasy football factors in because you kind of know who the studs are in yeah. receivers corners not not the same but still when i look at those names i don't even i mean we, we know the league we 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 study these guys or we we watch them those names don't jump out to me as $22, $23 million a year. Guys, that's the market. That's what it is. But, I mean, even Diggs. I mean, as Amber just said, Diggs is, is going to be maybe the highest. And he's got some flaws in his game that people love to point out. I don't think they're that big. Is it,
2: is it easier, though, to point out those flaws in a cornerback than it is in a receiver? Because you think about it like sure. this. A receiver has four or five catches in a game, and if one of them's a touchdown, they had a great day. Yeah. Out of all the snaps they had, they had four or five really great moments. For a cornerback, they could have great coverage all day, give up one touchdown, it's a horrible day. Right? So it's like you can Byron you can Jones, point out the so can... yeah, you can point out the flaws mm-hmm. of a cornerback a lot easier
3: than yeah. you can point out the flaws sure. of a wide receiver. And that's
4: yeah, and that's what happens. But I still I look at those names and I get a little surprised that they, they're at that range.
3: All right. All right. Is there anybody on this team that you could say that you feel good enough to let a receiver or a corner walk? I think you're better protected at corner if you let – wouldn't you feel like that I, with – I don't
2: even want to entertain I'm this not conversation. Not them <laughs> I do not <laughs> want – I don't – there is no scenario where I, I think for the Cowboys I'm not it's a good names. idea – No, 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 that's names. not what I'm saying. That's not what I'm saying. Yeah, I'm saying there's no scenario for me as a bystander that's watching the Cowboys yeah. that has an interest in wanting them to win would want them to let either Lamb or Diggs go. You better figure out something else. If you got to let somebody else go, yeah. Lamb, Diggs, and Micah, they better be uh, here.
4: Yeah, I've seen Larry Brown have success when Dion was on the yeah. other side, and I think when you keep when you have star players here, you can elevate the play of others. Um, and so, doing whatever I can, and if that means that you have to to play a lot more of the Deron Bland types and next year's rookies and all that. You deal with it. And they can draft. We know they can draft. They they can't draft.
3: That's the thing about it.
4: Hold on. That could be the reason why. That could be your argument of why you don't, though. Well, because they can draft.
2: Yeah. Yeah, but that's also part of it. Like Because you can draft, I can have a top-heavy roster. I can have... Four or five guys that make the bulk of the salary, and I'll draft and fill in my depth because I'm good at drafting. The, that's the way I look. Well, at. the
3: thing about it is, one of the positions we were talking about was receiver, and now there's questions about Tolbert. You know, that's a draft. Yeah, you know, so now you're sitting there thinking, if you had, if say if Tolbert would have been or Gallup would have been, yeah, now you now you're thinking, okay, if one of these guys walked, right. you feel I feel better that if Diggs walked, I would feel better about playing Bland than I would maybe playing. Yeah. Gallup or As or tat or, or, yeah. or tolbert right now in this place. Yeah. That's, that's, I get that point. And it, replacement value, I get that, you, I get what yeah, you're saying. Yeah.
4: yeah. Neither one of them is going anywhere no. before 2025 <laughs> because or 2020 yeah, 2024 season because they will franchise tag digs if it yeah. can't get done yeah. and and CD already under contract. Yeah. Yeah. And Dak is under contract as well too. Right. So so, so gotta, this is
2: a this is a future problem, somewhat future problem. Yeah.
4: But at the end of the day, I mean,
2: like I don't see a scenario where might those be running players all but I mean where those players are not on this team, I just I don't you, want to see that. For would you couple. take
3: a swing? Can we do this? Can you would you take a swing and go ahead and try and get Parsons done? Now?
4: You can't now. Can
3: you? Or... Not, I mean, I don't know. I'm trying can to think. Of, I'm I trying thought to th- he
4: has to be three years in the league, unless they've changed that. I think he's got to be three seasons that. in. I know. I think, I'm, like I that think, I think oh you're gosh. right.
2: That's why I asked the question that, Way When you said that, it just hit me. This dude's
3: only been in the league two yeah. freaking years. I, I, th- I think you're wow. absolutely right. Yeah, I, I, you're right. You yeah. Can't, can't he's he's got to wait oh, one wow. more year. Yeah. This time next year, when we're having the break in June, we can talk about, oh, but yeah, I to me if 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 you could though if you if he was eligible,
4: yeah, start it.
3: I'd go. I'd go right now. Sure, me too. I, I'd just go right now and try. You know, everybody else, you're kind of like, I'm sorry, we're gonna work on this well, one first. That's
2: also part of it. Like, I do wonder if Stevens. The point of Stevens' comments was to basically say it's kind of like. And then I don't want to make this analogy, but I'm going to make this analogy. Okay. It's kind of like when you have a group of people that all get yeah. in trouble, and the police are talking to them. And they're like, "We're only giving one deal here. Yeah. So uh, whoever
3: jumps in first yeah. and, and is
2: willing to well, snitch on everybody else, you're going to get the deal." They
3: did it with Jalen Smith. I mean, right? They, it's they, like they'll yeah. tell you they'll tell you they're open for business. That, but we have to agree on business. Yeah. We're open, but we we have to agree on Yeah, things. and whoever jumps in first may yeah. get the
4: best deal, yeah. so yeah. jump in now. Jalen was, was smart in that. Cause yeah. Jaylen, he did. Because he, he knew. He, he saw he what was happening. He knew that he yeah. didn't have it anymore. Yeah. And yeah. He, went, he 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 kind of got to the Cowboys before they got to him. Yeah. And that when we're like, wow, everyone was surprised by that deal because I think deep down, even though he made a Pro Bowl the yeah. year before, he knew that Now's the, time the time leg strike. and the knee was not where it should be.
2: Well, at the very least, he knew – this is the best it's going to get. I'm coming off a yeah. Pro Bowl year. Get it. Even if I stay at this level, I'm not going to be well, better than that necessarily. He also knew so. the
3: organization was growing tired of dealing with Zeke, and why yeah. not go in there and get some good Tank news? Get some news. You get some news. Smart, Smart businessman.
5: Uh, about Dak, real quick. I kind of forgot his whole situation. It's – in the deal, as far as like you apply the extension, and this is the amount, or is there some type of negotiation negotiation that needs to happen? Again,
3: they have to negotiate yeah. because of his cap number. They're gonna have to they're gonna have to extend it to bring the cap number down.
4: I think there's an option that he could void. I think it's yeah. a void. I mean, yeah. I, 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 that's one of the things I need to get a little bit better about. No, one. I mean, obviously, it's something that's there, but it's like all—it's not like it's an expiring contract. It's got to be something that they—they that they the cap finagle.
3: guys love it when we talk about the cap. You know, they just love that. <laughs> We sit there and recklessly speculate yeah, on things like I like, do. you're
4: wrong. Yeah, like, <laughs> you don't know. Like, they're like, Brian, yeah, no why
3: would you say that, Brian? You know, that kind of thing. But. All right.
2: Our producer, I'm sure, is losing his mind over there. We've gone Correct. basically two segments without yeah. <laughs> without our break. <laughs> so we're going to take a break right here. We're going to come back. We're going to dive a little bit into the 2023 review. We'll talk really quickly about the defensive line in the secondary. We'll be back. DallasCowboys.com radio.
1: It's not complicated.
0: 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details.
6: Hey, honey, can we talk? Of
0: course. What's up?
6: Well, I just thought you should know I've been curious about the new Dr. Pepper strawberries and cream. (gasps) Have you felt this way a long time? No, I just think I'd really like the taste of Dr. Pepper swirled with layers of flavor.
4: If you feel that way, I think you should try it, babe.
6: It's amazing. I mean, you're amazing too.
0: <laughs> new Dr. Pepper Strawberries and Cream, the new flavor you deserve. Want to use the Cowboys locker room's favorite products? Check out the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black. Right now, you can get the Jack Black Playmaker, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The Playmaker includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word cowboys. The Jack Black Playmaker, 10 bucks, free shipping. Hey, Cowboys fans, ready to spice up your next watch party? Bring Yokiero guacamole and be the game day hero. Yokiero means I want, and we know you want, great, fresh-tasting, ready-to-serve guacamole for your home-gating and tailgating
3: events. Made with real avocados and the perfect blend of spices, it will be the star of any party. You can find us at your local Albertsons or Tom Thumb in the deli section. If
0: you can't find it, talk to your store manager and tell them, Yo Quiero, Yo Quiero, guacamole.
2: Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at Bankofamerica.com/slash talk
6: to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and NA member FDIC.
4: Back to the break. Register now for the 2023 Dallas Cowboys Youth Camps, presented by Invisalign. Athletes ages six to sixteen are invited to learn from the best this summer at AT&T Stadium or Ford Center. At the Star. Use code CAMPS23 to get $25 off registration. Visit dallascowbeys.com slash camps.
2: Welcome back. It is the second segment of The Break Life in SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star, the segment presented by blockchain.com. All right, so we're going to roll through the defensive line in the secondary. Uh, I'm going to just ask the simple question. I got more cap questions in case you want to. Okay, good. Uh, I got to ask the simple question. Are they better, worse, or the same? Let's start with the defensive line. After the changes that have been made, are they better, worse, or the same?
4: defensive line better 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 yeah. better they resigned
3: Ozzie. hankins and and mozzie, and that 's what I think and they and and I think to me you kind of understand now what you're I think osa going to be on the rise. I believe that you're also talking about Sam Williams being on the rise. I'm fascinated by what they're going to do with Chauncey Golston, believe it or not, at defensive tackle. I think they've got some plans and some ideas for these guys, so I think they're better on
4: the defensive line now. Anytime you can go with a first-round pick, a defensive tackle, that's a spot that they typically don't address that, that high. But they, you know, by doing that, obviously they feel like he can just add some strength right in the middle of that uh, core of the defensive line. So, yeah, I say better.
5: Exactly what they said. You still have all your core guys that your main guys, main starters that you, you need and that have made what the defense line defensive line has been, but then on top of that you add a first round pick like Mozzie, a guy that physically he feels like he's ready to go and just what he needs to be. There's no more weight needed to be put on and I think he'll be a he'll be of great impact this year.
2: If there was one weakness from this this unit last year, it was, and really the last couple years, it was the run defense. It actually was better, in my opinion, last year than it was the year before with the addition of Hankins. That being said, if you had to identify one potential weakness or at least a question mark for you right now on the defensive line, what would it be?
3: Uh, that's a good question because, and I'll think about it quickly, but <laughs> oh. they, they, okay, when they didn't have Hankins, they didn't have anything in the run defense and that killed them. They got Mozzie. that takes care of that. Mm-hmm. If it, what if Sam Williams is not as good as what we think he's going to be? Now they could fall back. They could say, "Whoa, Brian, they got Dorrance Armstrong." Right, they got guys. But, but you also are hoping that Sam Williams is everything and more. I, I think Dorrance Armstrong is a good player. I like what he's been. I like what he's done uh, the last couple of years. I think he's gotten better under this defensive staff. But man, if Sam Williams can come in here and hit the home run and and just take that right defensive end position over, then this defense is it got chance to be really good.
4: Yeah, I think for me, and, and as great as he is, Micah Parsons, he's he's outstanding there. But they got to make sure that the teams aren't spending all off figuring out okay when they put him at outside or, or you know as, as defensive end. This is how we're going to attack it. Philly did a good job. There's some other teams that did a good job there. If I'm in the NFC East or even if he's on, if the Cowboys are on the schedule, I'm spending a lot of the offseason going, this is how we have to attack and neutralize him. So I think that's going to be something the Cowboys have to offset as well. It's not just pin your ears back. It's not always third and nine. Sometimes it's third and five and he's got to make sure because, you know, that's why he's bulking up a little bit. So that right there is, is is the key. I mean, he is an outstanding player, there's no doubt, but they got to make sure that they keep making him on the attack and not where teams can kind of neutralize him.
5: I can't think of any weakness. I'm sorry, like right now, because if this guy isn't as good, for example, that same theory can be applied to every other position on the team. But right now I feel like if someone is maybe not performing as they should. There are enough guys to pick up that slack and just make up for it. So I I feel pretty confident about the defensive line this year. I'm freaking excited about it. Yeah,
3: you know, and just going I'm looking at the roster right now and I I should have said this to start the jump. If Osa I think is going to be really really good. Okay, Neville Gallimore kind of an off year last year. I mentioned Golston. What happens if, if, if something with Osa doesn't work out or, you know, he's not able to play? Who is that three technique? Who is going to be the three that steps up? And the three is the guy that plays on the outside mm-hmm. shoulder of, the, uh, of the, uh, the guards there. So do they have the depth at the three? It's veteran guys. It's Gallimore. It's Golston. You know, but as could Gallimore or Golston be that starter? Gallimore was a starter at one time, but it seems like he went to the doghouse last year. People were jumping over him, you know, for opportunities and reps. So maybe the depth at the three might be in question uh, at that point.
4: They're always overlooking Isaac. Isaac, Alicum? Mm-hmm. moving to D tackle. We have a story coming up on the website on that too. He's he's excited about it. He'll you know, probably be on Somos as well.
3: Well, the situation with him is that, you know, here's a guy that, you know, probably played a lot of scout team and played some defensive line and, you know, was over there like jumping in, filling in, and coaches see something. And you know what? Those coaches on the defensive side do a great job of taking guys and using them for their skill. You know, and saying, "Oh, well, hey, maybe this guy does have a little bit." You know, that's nothing wrong with moving a player over, and, and if the player's excited about the move, that's that's half the battle, right and there.
4: And Dan Quinn was excited about. It. Dan Quinn was like, he's the one I think that that kind of spearheaded this. Yeah,
5: yeah he he had mentioned uh, in an interview that he had heard it was Dan Quinn who kind of started pointing him out and said, hey, let me take him, bring him over. And for a guy like I have the most respect for Dan Quinn, and I love him. So for a guy like him to say that he wants you to come over his side, yeah. uh, that says a lot. And
4: I've, I've said this before. They're going to lose the roster ex- exemption with him yeah. this year. So there's not 91 players. It's just 90. And if he goes to uh, the, the um, practice squad, it'll be just On his s- own accord. 16. yeah, But – if you think about it, from what Brian just said, he will be—you know—he's going to be a defensive tackle. But then when they when they they work on scout team for defensive tackle, he plays
3: offensive, play offensive tackle. Yeah, so yeah. so
4: it's almost like two guys in one. Yeah. If he can do that role that he the has, that's the
3: perfect practice squad team. player. Exactly. Yeah, no doubt, the perfect so, practice so squad. So they're guy. losing
4: their exemption, but they're getting it back if he can do both things.
2: Yeah. All right, we're going to go ahead and take our final break. We'll come back. Let's talk about the secondary. We'll do that, and why do we come back? It's DallasCowboys.com Radio. <laughs>
1: Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G, fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated.
0: 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Want to use the Cowboys Locker Room's favorite products? Check out the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black. Right now you can get the Jack Black Playmaker, a curated collection of Cowboys Locker Room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The Playmaker includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com/slash cowboys and use the code word cowboys. The Jack Black Playmaker, 10 bucks free shipping. so whether you're a here every week fan or haven't been here in years fan SeatGeek has you covered download the SeatGeek app today SeatGeek, you're taking the great seats
6: hey honey, can we talk?
4: of course, what's up?
6: well, I just thought you should know I've been curious about the new Dr. Pepper strawberries and cream (gasps) have you felt this way a long time? no, I just think I'd really like the taste of Dr. Pepper swirled with layers of flavor
4: if you feel that way I think you should try it,
5: babe.
6: It's amazing. I mean, you're amazing, too.
0: (laughs) New Dr. Pepper Strawberries and Cream. The new flavor you deserve.
3: Back to
4: the break. The CONCACAF Gold Cup returns to AT&T Stadium on Saturday, July 8th. One ticket grants you both quarterfinal matches. Don't miss your chance to get tickets. Visit SeatGeek.com, the official... Official ticketing provider of AT&T Stadium.
2: Welcome back. It is the final segment of the break live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the starts, Our final segment before we take a little bit of a hiatus. Uh, so let's talk about the secondary. Um, I want to start first looking at the uh, looking at the the, the secondary. Um, and my first question for you, when I, when I look at the whole group, is does the addition of Gilmore slow the progress of Bland? Bland was, I think, a very Large, bright spot for this team last year. He was a young guy that drafted a little bit later but played really good football. Do you think this slows his progress as a, as a player?
4: Yes, and a good thing. I mean, what way? that's okay. I mean, there's progress stopper sounds like a bad thing. There's a lot of guys whose progress is getting stopped. But, you know, I mean, Jalen Tolbert's progress is getting stopped by the addition of Brandon Cooks. But guess what? If you would have had a better rookie year, we wouldn't have had to get Brandon Cooks. But
2: Bland did have a good rookie year. He had
4: a good year. But then again, Jordan Lewis's injury is going to allow Jordan, I mean, Deron Bland to play a lot. I mean, I I think Deron and even Deron Bland might even be the better guy anyways for the slot. So I I don't know if it, it, it stops his progress as much. Stop some of those other cornerbacks that are drafted in the second, and third round two years ago. I think it stops their progress. in the Sean Wright, Kelvin Joseph, but not so much Bland because I do think he's got a role.
3: Yeah, I think that with the thing with Bland is that to me, if they're going to play him at, let him learn the nickel. Let him learn that slot position, because that could be super valuable. The more, the, the more experience he gets working in that area. If like I say, if you got Gilmore and Diggs and then and just let him focus on nickel, then all of a sudden when it turns, when it becomes his time to be a starter, say Gilmore moves on, Bland now has played, man, he's played at a high level at nickel slot. He now can play on the outside. Man, that I think that's just I think that's just better for him as the development of a because you play that you you find a way to play that nickel slot, and you do it well, you can stay in this league a long time doing that.
5: Well, I know that during OTAs, um, we saw him moving around and, and doing be, playing on the outside and also on the inside, and I think that's a really good thing. He looked pretty good on both, and I think that just develops him even more. I don't think it always sucks in that aspect when you bring a veteran in because it does take away from them. But also you got to look at the positives and like what that veteran can bring as far as knowledge. We've seen it with a lot of veterans that come in here and they start teaching the younger guys things that they know and have experienced. And that becomes a really good impact for them. So I think it's actually a good thing. And I, I don't think he's as of right now, his still progressing and I don't think it's gonna be a problem.
3: You can't have enough corners. We went through this last year. Remember oh, yeah, late in the year sure. when we were talking about me going out and there playing, you mm-hmm. know, some of them games. I mean, <laughs> you can't you've gotta have enough guys. You just so, have to. So assuming that
2: Diggs, Gilmore, Bland are your top three, knowing that Lewis is likely gonna start camp yeah. and be on pup for I don't know how much time, but obviously start there. Who's the next guy? Because when you start thinking about these cornerbacks, you got guys like Kelvin Joseph, Nashawn Wright, Eric Scott even. I've yeah. heard some people talk about him. Yeah. Who's the next guy and who should be really, really concerned heading into training camp knowing that if they don't produce and have a great camp, they could be on the street?
4: Kelvin Joseph should be concerned by that. Um, just when you watch the practice and kind of see – Who's doing what and where and all that? Now, what helps him is the fact that he was a really good player on special teams. Uh, when he's not having penalties, he's really good on special teams. And they missed, uh, they lost some core guys on special teams uh, last year. Uh, so if that's your role, that's your role. And and yeah, you can justify the second round pick, and that doesn't make sense for just being a special teams ace. But you better be damn good at it. And. You know he he made a he made a play in the in the forty niners game where he forced that fumble that that should have led to a touchdown it did not but I'm just saying that could have changed the whole game and season there so um, if he's not going to play a lot of corner he better master that special team spot
3: I think I think you got to look at Nation Wright though too you know his situation stuff you know he needs to. He kind of needs to figure some things out there, uh, you know. Joseph, I, I think Joseph the move to safety. I think that's the direction they're going to go mm-hmm. with him. I just feel like though, we'll see with Nason Wright. That was one of those that you know, can he have a good enough camp to where he puts himself in the picture with the rest of these guys? I think the
4: uh, wild card in this whole secondary is Mokwamu. Yeah, because he has a skill set that you know, former corner can play both, can yeah. play both. Yeah, and 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 you know, you got you got Donovan Wilson, you got Jaron. Of course, you got Malik Cooker, and two of those guys are going to—they're up with their contract next year. Right. So maybe McQuam going to play some safety after that. But they—you know—we saw in that one playoff game yeah. where they had a role for him, McQuamu, and I yeah. think I think McQuamu is a guy that's going to factor into this.
2: And could make, are you saying he could make all of
4: them yeah, because, a little more Yeah, just because when you get to, you know, your backup corners and safeties, the guys that do both, I mean, instead of taking five and five to the game, if you can take four and four and then one dual threat, that's nine that you take to the game, but really you're taking ten. Well, there's yeah. been
3: a lot of praise being thrown on to Eric Scott Eric right Scott. now, and just because of where he's lining up, so the spotlight's on Eric Scott. Where's right... he lining up, just for clarity? Well, he's it, a corner.
4: As a but higher in the depth chart. Yeah, but like that's... he's
3: like they have the junior varsity practicing on one field and the varsity, and uh, occasionally it's rare that you see a junior varsity player going down yeah. to the varsity field and getting work. And Eric Scott's the one guy that they seem to have thrown into the mix. As, like, uh, Schoonmaker, before he was a little banged up, he was practicing on the varsity field with the ones, and now uh, uh, Eric Scott's getting opportunities and, to get some... And where's
4: Kelvin Joseph?
3: Kelvin Joseph is uh, – he's kind of down on the
4: – Right, uh, and that's, yeah. and that's yeah. the and
3: that, But those are the things, I think, that, that as we, again, head into training camp,
2: those will be the kinds of storylines that we will yeah. be following, and yes. you will be able to notice, yeah. based upon how they're utilizing guys, what their thoughts are on, on the, the guy's ability – and where they think he falls on the depth chart. I mean, C.J.
4: Goodwin's not playing corner, but he does special teams real well. So if Kelvin Joseph, hey, if that's your role? Yeah, kill it. Kill it.
2: That's absolutely right. All right, real quick, before we end the show, uh, I did want to bring up one topic uh, that that I thought was interesting. This goes back to our news and notes that we were talking about earlier in the show. Uh, The Cowboys all but dismissed the possibility of DeAndre Hopkins coming here. He is now a free agent after uh, he was let go by uh, the Cardinals. That being said, do you agree with that assessment or do you think the Cowboys really should give some thought uh, to bringing him to this team?
4: I, I don't think there's a... So we can talk
3: about it, right? He's free.
4: He's
5: free. (laughs) He's (laughs) free.
4: You can say his name as much as you want, (laughs) bro. I I wouldn't. We can give you five minutes to just talk about Hopkins. I wouldn't do it. I think that what, you know, and and we said this, I think, last week, Odell Beckham's contract is sitting there. I think he's going to want something in the neighborhood of that. The money we talked about, all these other guys, it just doesn't seem like it would be a fit. If he comes here right now, yeah, he's better than Gallup. There's no doubt he is. But I think for the roles and everything, I think everything's really defined. I think it clouds it up a little too much. You get a great player. He's going to be expensive. It clouds up your offense a little bit. I, I don't think that's the best fit for him or the Cowboys.
3: They're looking at a situation right now where Odell Beckham basically set the market for not even playing a whole year. Yeah. $15 million for one year. Mm-hmm. I don't think the Cowboys are interested in that at all. Especially with all these deals coming up.
5: Yeah. I mean, you, you've heard it from... The Cowboys, you've heard it from Jerry Jones, Stephen Jones, Mike McCarthy. The way they've spoken about it sounds pretty clear that they're not – because sometimes they leave it kind of up in the air, but it sounds very clear that they're not really looking to go that route. And what's crazy, like Hopkins to me was the first guy, the first wide receiver that I watched – not the first. I guess the first that I was so impressed when I started watching NFL – Yeah. I remember watching him and I'm just like, "Oh my god, who is that guy?" That's when I first started mm-hmm. and he I was a big fan of his and he he's so talented and I think he can bring he can he can still bring a lot Absolutely. to the table yeah. for sure. Yeah. But doesn't money – again, money. They got their guy Cooks. Yeah, they,
3: they wanted Cooks last year at the trade deadline. Yeah. Houston couldn't make it happen. They got their guy. I think that they're set with their room right now. They're trying to, I'm not, I'm not trying to protect Tolbert, but they're letting Tolbert have an opportunity yeah. to see if he can make it or not. Yeah. And I think that's why they didn't address in the draft wide receiver until the, the very last pick. Yeah. They're going to see if Tolbert can play or not. And if he can, They'll be fine. If they're not, then they'll adjust with whatever they have to do.
2: Frankly, if he were free, uh when free
3: agency was going on before
2: the Cowboys signed Cooks, I think we'd have a lot, a lot yeah. more to discuss yeah. on which one you take to because they're both Absol- very good. Yeah. They have different skill sets and then you could talk more about who best fits this offense. I, speed, but I think the decision's speed, are already made. Cooks yeah. is here. Yeah. I don't yeah. think I think you, you, you just can't afford to do what you would do to yeah, have both of them. I hit. think
4: I think running back would be addressed before. Before that, before receiver, I I wouldn't be surprised if running back is addressed, maybe with a bigger name or not. I mean, but that would make more Zeke? sense to me. Zeke coming back? He's a big name. I I don't I don't think he is honestly. Jerry keeps saying the door's not. You know, I think it's just that old. I door. thought you were
3: leading us to the water.
4: No, I I, I I I don't. Y'all just think running back? I mean, like like. It, it I, makes sense. When like, I look at it, I just don't think Ronald if, Jones and Malik Davis are going to be the, the if, next I felt, guys.
3: if I felt better about I felt better at one time about Malik Davis then all of a sudden he doesn't play at all in that 49ers game and I'm now I'm like going, something happened there. You know, if if Malik Davis plays in that game and he's able to get like 50 yards rushing on, you know, six, seven carries or something, you know, then I'm thinking like they got a guy here. And I think they do. I, I like Malik Davis, but something happened between the end of last season and where we are right now. New coaching staff basically on the offensive side of the ball. Maybe a fresh approach for him. Keep an eye on him. I, I think he's a good player. Yeah, I,
2: I will tell you this, Nick. If you think about it from the running back position, we keep hearing over and over there needs to be an increased um, um, use of the running game, and at the same time, I think the running game, particularly the running back position, is probably a position where you have more questions about than any other position yeah, on the yeah. team. So if you think of it from that perspective, I could see where you're going there, and and that you would think at some point, they are going to do more. They have to do more, because there's just too many question marks there, but... I could also see them going into camp, seeing how camp goes, and yeah. then if they feel like they got to make a move, trying to make a move at that point but, rather than doing something but if, soon.
4: If you really just think there's somebody out there, you know, free, uh, go get a free agent, whatever, just know this. Of all the free agents that are out there, the guys that are established, that have played, that are not on a team, the, the one that is the most productive and the youngest is Zeke. Mm-hmm. So that just goes to show right. what he's the youngest of all of them, and he's got definitely. The so most as much yards. as I
2: don't think he's coming back, I could I see a scenario either. that all, makes sense for all them. All I'm saying yeah, is, yeah. is
4: that if that's not going to happen, the
2: employer strikes
4: again. No, he, I'm just saying. <laughs> I don't know. I, it, let's just see if, if there's something else that happens with another team. I think I, I just don't think if they're going to make a splash, they'll make it at running back more than they'd make it at receiver. Oh, all all right, right,
2: appreciate you guys joining us. It's been a great off season. We've had a lot of fun. <laughs> We're going to take a little break. We'll let's be back just as soon as we get to training camp. We'll be on the air. We'll be doing shows live from California. Can't wait. It'll be a fun season. till then, for Nick Eatman, Brian us Amber Garcia, I'm Derek Eagleton. This has been The Break, live on DallasCowboys.com radio.
0: This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football
2: Club.
3: How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!